Oh my gosh, we're back. <laughs> we fucking did it, yo. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. No, I just want to get the shit over with. Mm-hmm. Me too. Welcome to we We've Gotta, Gotta Have, Have it, it, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the TV series She's Gotta Have It. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes of She's Gotta Have It. Please be prepared for spoilers of the episode we're discussing and all the episodes prior. But this is our last fucking uh, episode of so the review series. Here, everything is spoiled. It's everything. We're spoiling yeah. fucking everything. We're talking about fucking everything. I would like to say thank you to everyone who may have started with us and are ending with us yes. with this. Because it's been a long, tumultuous, tumultuous, it has, road, a fuckery. It has, man. But we're still here together. Almost abusive watching this. Yeah, it was pretty abusive. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, it's shot beautifully, and there's that. It's actually shot and edited beautifully. Yeah, watch. The homie edited this. (laughs) Watch this on mute, maybe. You could watch it on watch mute. Watch it on mute. Yeah. Play, Visually, it, play it in the background. You'd be pleased. In, in silence. Yeah. Like, you could be on in the background at the beauty salon while uh-huh. everybody's, like, talking right, about other things. that would be a good one. Sure. And, yeah, but. Sure. It is beautiful. Yes. So, this week, in our final installment of our review series, We Gotta Have It, we are reviewing episodes 9 and 10, the yes. final episodes in the series. Episode 9 is hashtag a change gonna come parentheses gentrification and episode 10 is hashtag nola's choice parentheses three the hard way the hard way the <laughs> hard way Funny. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to review episode motherfucking nine i guess i showed up so. all right let's so. do it so this episode opens with nola and her gibberish nola yeah and her <laughs> gibberish filled monologues at Woodlawn Cemetery, which is actually a popular cemetery in the Bronx. Yeah, it is. I pass by it all the time. What I did not know, again, we're two Bronx heads. If you don't know us, we are yeah. from the Bronx. I didn't know. I knew there were a few like notable names in here. I didn't know it was like chuck full of passed away celebrities. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that at all either. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Basquiat. That's right. John Michael Basquiat is, is there. Madam C.J. Walker is there. Celia Cruz. For real? Yes. At Woodlawn Cemetery? Celia Cruz, Miles Davis, Duke Ellington. The list goes on and on. Yes. Mad Black Spirits in there. Yes, absolutely. If you go oh, to their... Shit. Maybe we'll post this in the show notes. Yeah. If you go to their website, there's a whole um, list. They have it broken down. Mm-hmm. Artists, architects, black history. They have Caribbean that history. That's Yeah. I- I'm passing that cemetery. Like, yeah, so I really, I really enjoy this. This is what I do enjoy about Spike Lee as a New Yorker is watching stuff and like watching as a New Yorker and seeing New York infused into his work. Yeah. Um. So I definitely do appreciate that. And so it opens with her monologue, which we pay no mind to because it's been established that Nola is a liar. So she I don't is. know why they keep making us sit through these monologues. Yeah, we don't believe her. She needs more people. She needs more people. <laughs> Um, but they do show her visiting the grave sites yeah. of all these notable. You know what's crazy? When folks. I was watching this, I knew of all these people. I knew right. of this cemetery, but because I hate her so much uh-huh. that I wasn't even l- watching and connecting these things oh, and realizing this was like this is New York history, yeah. New York black ass history, right. New York Bronx ass history. Right. Like I wasn't even putting that together because it was mm-hmm. like her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she annoyed me the whole right. series, right. and now I get to this. You mm-hmm. know, I wasn't. Yeah, yet. but this this is one of the openings of this series that i did enjoy yeah. a lot okay so I, I like that. this one and the other one mm-hmm. now. yeah so, so this is good so they go okay, on she visits the great i wish sites. they would have said they were in the bronx i think she may have said that i don't remember because she says 
because she loves her she loves brooklyn she loves um fort green and fort green park yeah. but sometimes you gotta okay take a pilgrimage good or yeah some you're right like she that. did okay yeah. that's good because i was worried that she never left fort green ever because right. she never takes the subway right, right, like she, right. she's always no she got she on the four train on. she got off at the last stop walked to this thing walked to the uh cemetery and hopped right back on i'm sure she probably yeah, didn't have a slice of pizza or nothing no, she didn't get any beef patties nothing nope yeah, I actually appreciate this now. Yeah, no, I think because I I bench this, so I hated her so much. Yeah, by the time you by got the time here, I you got were to exhausted. Hear that I was it. just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have binged it. Should have mm-hmm. cared about myself a little bit more. No, I think that might have been the best way, man. Just rip the bandaid <laughs> off because I've been watching it. So, like you said, you watched it in one shot in the very beginning, and I've been watching it as as we've been doing this reviews, and it's it's been um it's been painful kind of. Mm-hmm. So that's a beautiful scene, and yeah. then we cut to them at a community board meeting and we run back into what's her name white monica white somebody bianca white bianca right so we run back into white bianca who of course is at the podium so we know bianca is the white lady who lives in their old brooklyn neighborhood and so they're at this community meeting it looks like Mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff is being brought up about gentrification even the way they have them sitting kind of they have the very segregated segregated, right so they have black folks and other people who have been living in the community for a very long time and then you have the white gentrifiers on the other side um i kind of i thought it was funny how they had the the talking white friend with her back her black lives matter yes <laughs> yes. So Nola's neighbor, right? I forget her name, but Nola's neighbor, the um white woman who lives in her building, is sitting there in a Black Lives Matter yeah, shirt. She's the one who went with them to the African dance class, also. Yes. 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 So at this community board meeting, or I guess it's not really a. Is it a board meeting? Would you say? It seems like it's like a town hall meeting. Yes. Okay. That's great. So at this town hall, White Bianca's at the podium, and her issue, she feels like the first order of business is graffiti. Yeah. So there's been this series of um the letter G being spray painted uh, on people's brownstones, yeah. and she G thinks for that's gentrification. yeah. She thinks that that is the main issue to focus on, while some of the um original members of this neighborhood are saying that that's not an issue. We have bigger fish to fry, like. You taking black and brown men out of Fort Green Park, mm-hmm. and um, she brings up well, there were noise complaints. I guess they used to play music, or drums, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which but, is something that has actually yeah, happened. Yeah, I know that's, that's right in real life. Spike Lee has talked about that yeah. with his dad or whatever. Right. So he brings that up, and she's like, "There were noise complaints mm-hmm. or whatever." But it's like that was the culture you moved into. They were mm-hmm. doing that. Yep. So if you move to a place where they play for drums, if you don't like hearing drums, mm-hmm. you should not live there. Right. Maybe. Right. So Nola's parents are here. Papo, the mayor, is here as yeah. well. And Papo says he doesn't do it. Everyone stands up for him and says that he's a pillar of the community. He's the mayor. Exactly. She goes, he's not my mayor. Right. Which reminds me of when President Barack Obama was elected and it was like, he's not my president. That oh. whole sentiment of right. the, you know, right, whatever. Right, right, right. He's not my, he's not my mayor. Mm-hmm. I didn't vote for him. It's yes. exactly what she says. Oh, that's um, interesting. About mayor mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nola jumps up in Mayor's defense because Bianca says, well, he has mental problems or something around that. Mm -hmm. And Nola jumps up and is like, yes, he does have mental problems. He was in Afghanistan fighting for the people of Brooklyn in the USA. And she says the U.S. of A. The U.S. of A. Mm -hmm. I told Applecare. Like it was very, (laughs) she's such a white feminist, but you know, whatever. So that happened. People are cheering. Mayor starts saluting and flanking. (laughs) (laughs) What is flanking? Like, you turn and oh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> that's funny 
So Papo gets up and actually makes a bunch of other good points about what's happening in the world. He yeah. talks about patriarchy. He talks about capitalism. He brings up all other ills that are going on in society, which I'm thinking, where's Papo been this whole fucking series he could have actually maybe wrote this he's mentally um challenged maybe, or disabled maybe so he's the only one that brings up the fucking patriarchy which in a is way usually that makes how sense. it goes the person who is, right. has mental disabilities mm-hmm. actually has the keys yeah yeah so i appreciated that moment <laughs> of clarity in this series that in some way is supposed to be about the patriarchy but speaks nothing nothing of it. that's the first time i think i heard this word uh clorinda may have mentioned no it. she's she's alicia keys <laughs> right she may have she mentioned it in, right. but she may have yeah. mentioned it in one of her white feminist rants yeah and she that, may have used the term the patriarchy but yeah. not in not in an actual productive not way. In a womanist way right no she may have she used it as a sword against other women yeah yeah but yeah, yeah so this is the first you know, time that we hear that shit yeah in yeah. a way that makes sense so that was pretty cool yeah and then the white friend hops up and screams black lives matter, matter. and then bianca says white bianca says oh lives and then she chokes on that because yeah, she knows no, don't nobody like, want to hear that know, shit so then they start screaming back and forth Black lives matter. No, all lives matter. I thought it was, I think on purpose they had the Asian man, East mm-hmm. Asian looking man mm-hmm. scream, all lives matter. Right. Um, just to show that anti-blackness is like mm-hmm. not just a white thing. Right. I get annoyed when people who are not black and are want to counter black, r- black chants or whatever, mm-hmm. raise their fists. Like, why are you raising your fist? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Like, they were raising their fist to say right. their own lives matter. Well, like? it reminds me of this false equivalency thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, that you're saying black lives matter, so I'm going to say all lives because that's the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. Which really is it's not. not. It's not all. the opposite. So no. I'm going to do exactly what you're, what you're doing, doing, but saying this thing that I'm interpreting as yeah. being so opposite. These are not you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not antonyms. They are not. <laughs> they are not. So we cut from the town hall meeting and we're back in Dr. Jameson's office and mm-hmm. we see that she's got an extra painting on the wall. So we know Nola, that, that they, Nola they is paying her. Yes, Nola is paying her in paintings that she seems to kind of enjoy, but we, it's clear that she would much prefer cash. Yeah. Yeah, she'd much prefer to be paid in, in actually money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she totally subs her in that conversation. Yeah. What I notice about this exchange that they have is Dr. Jameson's insistence that nola is juggling Juggling. yeah her art and juggling three men and nola's like you say that like it's a problem and she's like well you know how are you managing that and she's like and an opal so that's four an opal so it's four Four. and she's like oh well i confused their names it's just a a throwback and a reminder to how this whole series is about how you should not date multiple partners you can't be doing this yeah you can't be doing this don't be doing doing this this. you do this your life is going to be chaotic crazy not even gonna remember motherfuckers names what you're trying to do your passion is going to be distracted Mm -hmm. from because Mm -hmm. you're trying to put out fires or whatever they they have a reference to that which is i feel bullshit and i will say that i was in that space at a point in my own life where it was like because the world is telling me i'm supposed to just have one partner Mm -hmm. and that um it's supposed to look relationships are supposed to look this certain kind of way and that's never been the way it's been for me mm-hmm. that i thought something was wrong with me because i'm like i'm i'm a juggler like i'm not monogamous and mm-hmm. you know, like all of those things um so it's a it's kind of annoying to see her person that she's going to for care to like reiterate that mm-hmm. and say like you know say it like it's juggling like they're not even her boyfriend. She's not even actually polyamorous. She's actually, to me, just dating mm-hmm. and being single. Right. So would you tell her to just date one person at a time? Right. Is that right. your advice? Yeah. 
I don't understand. It's very. This whole fucking series is strange. This whole thing We've said is this already. It's women doing strange. what they want is women acting like men, mm-hmm. and we shouldn't act like that. Right. When I feel that's not even like women acting like men. That's just women acting like mm-hmm. what the fuck they want. And act then like. the implication. So then when they they go because men can handle this. They can men do this correctly. Um, no, they they don't. They don't. Well, I'm a woman. They're very bad at this. They're horrible. They're horrible at, at it. this shit. Yeah, but they can do it mm-hmm. because. You know, they're men. Or when yeah. a woman does it, she's compared to a man as if that is the standard of how that is to be done, the way a man does it. Right. After Dr. Jameson asserts this juggling bullshit, Nola goes through all of the people that she is dating and says what each bring to the table. Mm-hmm. When she talks about Jamie, she talks about how he's stable and he's a good dad and this, that, or whatever. And yeah. Dr. Jameson is like, oh, a father figure. Because she says, oh, well, he he loves me like no one else has. Yeah. Dr. Jameson says a father figure and what about like your parents and Nola kind of glazes over that and moves on but again to me that's an old trope right of you see a woman who is operating outside of the norm in terms of love and relationships and you assume that first of all you assume she has an issue and you assume that her issue is related to To her daddy issues this is a daddy problem Mm -hmm. that she has exactly you know what I'm saying when you clearly don't even know her because you would know she like even if you have a father who's present you can mm-hmm. have daddy issues so it's like are have you ever talked to her about her relation her family relationship right. never you always talk to her about these romantic relationships mm-hmm. so if you really care about all the relationships in her life and how she nurtures them like how do you how is it never present mm-hmm. that these relationship with her family like right. oh oh father figure like she's just like oh i got i figured it out you it's your right? dad. Yeah. You got daddy issues just like everybody else. Yeah, and yeah. I think that if, um, I think that a therapist who would who would have talked about these family things mm-hmm. would have not just thrown that out there like that because they would right. know what her family dynamic was right. and know what the relationship with her father was if it affects her in a negative way, mm-hmm. a positive way or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't ask her about these fucking men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an old school assumption yeah. that oh you got a problem with your dad. Yeah. That's why we're here. Whatever what if you are operating out what actually whatever you do that's wrong in relation it's to not, a man in your life has to do with your daddy issues. Which is a fu- another annoying thing because she is not like really she's not straight. Right. She's not straight. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about her relationships and her romantic relationship, and you're only seeing it in a heteronormative, heteronormative thing. So if she can't connect with these men, it mm-hmm. must be daddy thing. So why can't she connect with Opal? Right. Like, what, what what the fuck is that? Right. But, right. you know, that's not even, you know, they don't really talk about queer mm-hmm. shit or go deep into it. So Yeah, no, gonna... because she's dating Opal because she just wants to be like Opal. Yeah. They don't acknowledge her as queer. Nola mm. says she doesn't like labels. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then rattles off a bunch of labels, labels, none of which include being queer. Exactly. So she's cool with polyamorous. She's cool with what else? Pan. She did say pansexual. pansexual. Yeah, that's um, queer. Yeah, that's true. She did say but that. But she doesn't really own up to, like, she says it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to her life and in practice and how she navigates as a queer person, she doesn't. There's still something she wants to hide. Mm-hmm. Still something she's not sure of. Right. It's still kind of like feels good but is this what i wanted you know that type mm-hmm. of thing which is it's fair to be unsure like i've been in those places too but it seems as if her fake polyamory is central to the story mm-hmm. um i don't get why add a same-sex relationship if you're not gonna like 
talk about these things like it's the same reason that don't talk about anything on this episode <laughs> on this series yeah you know just like, they bring you, up polyamory and they have no knowledge of, of it po- yeah they don't talk about any successful polyamory situations no. the only window into polyamory that we see is this this ridiculous nola situation which is not even polyamory like right. there's no consent at all mm-hmm. in this they She's yeah. not even in relationships. So speaking of... Polyamorous people who actually have, like, relationships. Yep. She's not even in a relationship. She yep. says clearly that none of them have boyfriend. Those are lovers. Mm-hmm. So she is just a person who's having sex with people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she, she's single. Right. And I don't think she's single, Polly. She's just single. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's mm-hmm. just, ah, uh, who, who was writing these things down? Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> I listened to about 10 minutes of a podcast oh, that gosh. featured two of the writers from this show. I listened to one with a writer. Yeah. Also. I had to turn it off after mm-hmm. 10 minutes because these the, the two women writers were talking and polyamory comes up and they talk about it like it's some foreign thing that they never heard of. One of them kind of alludes to, oh, I tried it once. But it's all very outsider-ish. Mm-hmm. It's all like, ooh, I knew somebody one time that was doing this and blah, blah, blah. It just all sounded so foreign. Like nobody knew what it really was or what it was about or yeah. what it was, well, how it could be done successfully or the downfalls of that or whatever. So like, why are you writing about this? Word. You know what I mean? Word. And there's it, nothing wrong with ha- not having done it, but it also seemed like nobody researched it. No, no one researched any of those words because yeah. if she's pansexual, um, that's more that goes further than being bisexual so right. that means you will you will also date trans people and mm-hmm. you know like all this mm-hmm. goes further than that mm-hmm. um there's no representation of that yeah. you know it's just like they just it was like buzzwords or mm-hmm. something like they knew it would come up on google right. <laughs> like it would help their algorithm i don't know why they threw those words in there mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. I do like that the therapist mentions letting the fires burn like the um at the art show when Nola was distracted by all of them showing up yeah. to her show. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the therapist mentions like maybe you should have just let that rock. Why did you feel the need to put all those fires and out I and focus and focused on yourself? I didn't understand that. Yeah, so I thought that that was good black auntie therapist advice, it but it really would to me was very much tainted by this. Why are you juggling all these lovers and you must have daddy issues? Shit, you must have daddy issues and. Because of the juggle, it's distracting you from what you want to, really want to do. Right. She's distracted because she's a fucking dingbag. Exactly. And doesn't know it has how to nothing just, to do with her polyamory. She has no focus. It yes. has nothing to do with how she exactly. dates or any of She just does not have any focus. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what Josh should be talking right. about. Her lack of focus. Right. And what is that about? Yeah. And where did this birth and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you would rather talk about all her dicks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And why did you think it was okay to ask to pay me in fucking artwork after our session and not Sim- before? Yeah, that's like, a conversation. <laughs> that's a real ass That should be injected into the therapy you session. You know, another thing that annoyed me when she was explaining her rules, the rule that stuck out to me the most was like, I never have more than once one partner in a day. Mm-hmm. That just annoyed me because it was like mm. still trying to stay away from the whole shit. Right. I just want to remind you guys I'm not a hoe. And, yeah. I, and kind of I have these rules so that I don't appear to be a hoe. Ho. Yeah. And it's like. And still in this entire show, it, in this whole show about having multiple sex partners and being a single woman, a single black woman, we haven't talked about the ter- what hoe and slut even means. means to anybody. Or how it oppresses. How dare you? Or any of that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't like that. You want two dicks in a day? Take two dicks in a day. Take two, two dicks. Three if you feel like Hello. It. 
So we cut from the therapist scene. We get to see Shemeca again. Yeah, and her child. And her child. They're, They're the playing park. together. Yeah. Who yeah. knows what they did beforehand when she was a hoe trying to get a fat butt. <laughs> she probably never saw her, her child ever. Ever. That's what we're supposed to believe. So we see her playing with her adorable kid. Now that, right. Now that her butt exploded. Yes. And she realizes that maybe it's not the way. Now mm-hmm. she now we see it to see her mother. Yes. She's a and, human again yeah, now. Yeah. Right, right. That's what happened. So we see Shemeca humanized playing with her daughter. And then we cut to a whole different scene. That's interesting that they injected that yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You know, that just now we get to see her playing with her daughter. Because yeah. that wasn't even a part of this next scene where she calls Nola. No, at all. Right. So they humanize her. So this whole, for us, the whole theme of Shemeca has been shit on Shemeca mm-hmm. and her character and who she is as a woman. So. Um, so it follows in the theme of that. We see her Shemeca now is at the beauty salon. Mm-hmm. She calls Nola. They have a nice, friendly conversation or whatever. Nola's, well, I'm glad that you're back after the booty explosion. Yeah. Shemeca is talking to her about a um, a job interview yeah, she that she had. Her, she yes, she's using Nola as a reference mm-hmm, to Probably. get a new job because yes. she's no longer working at the cabaret yeah. or the, the hot and trot, as it was yeah. called. The hot and trot. The hot and trot. Who says that in 2017? I don't know. And now, now, now 2018. <laughs> I mean, it's a. I don't. I don't think it's a bad name for a um for a cabaret. But that whole you got the hots, you don't got the trots. Yeah, that was that was pretty so lame. It's that that yeah. Yeah, that was awkward. Well, a lot of this is lame. So. Yeah. So she asked for it. The parody series of the Ash Job Show yeah, comes on the on. screen. And so we get all to of see a sudden, more of that shit butt, again. All of a sudden, Shemeca's butt hurts. And she gets yes. a little uncomfortable. Yes. It reminds her of her butt explosion. And so she asked them to turn it off. Turn that shit off. This is the last time that we'll see Shemeca in this series. Yes, it is. And I really feel like they treated her character incredibly poorly. Horribly. And then it's almost as if she still didn't. She kind of learned her lesson because when she was like, oh, Harriet Tubman, she said that the school that she works at is looking for lunch ladies. Right. No suggests that yeah, she's like, works she's at the school. Like, no, you know, I'm, I'm like, not doing that. I'm, like she's too cute to um whatever. Like she still is on some like cute shit or like right, too good for right. shit. Like, when, rather than just getting a job to take care of her child. Right. Because she's not supposed to actually like what she does. Yes. She's just supposed to just get a job and take care of her kids. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know. That's, right. That's how it's presented. Yeah. Right. When, first of all, we know a lot of girls like Shemeca that are the fucking lunch lady, number yeah. one, and do jobs like that. <laughs> yes. And it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. And there is no harm. She is looking for jobs. She has an option. She can say what she want to do. Exactly. She does not have to, oh, yes, okay, I'll go and fucking slop. But she does. Slop, sloppy Joes. Because poor people don't have choices. Right. Especially poor people whose booties have just exploded. Especially poor black women like Shemeca. You just take what you can get. Yes. wow yeah so yeah so her whole character we found very disappointing and it wasn't treated with a lot of love and care so we hope to see this actor again elsewhere i thought she was a great actor Mm -hmm. i just would like to see her do you know doing something else yeah i don't i was like i don't want to see nola ever again (laughs) (laughs) so now we're back in nola's classroom with her students Mm -hmm. And they are all buzzing about something that's happening on social media. And we realize that we hardly see social media. In this yes. Show. Yes. Only the 12 every year olds have, have social, social media. media. Every, right. Every episode has a hashtag. Mm-hmm. But there's no like everyday social media no. stuff happening. We're not interacting with social media on this really show. Strange. Yeah. So one of the students shows Nola a picture of her on social media. 
it comes out that she has been exposed as the artist who was doing the my name is not my name is not movement okay, yeah. yeah from there nola heads to clorinda's art studio and we get a cameo by the actual artist of Nola's work in real life, uh-huh. um, the artist Tatiana Fazla Lizade. Yes. Again, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. I um, just want to inject that me and her have the same shoes. Oh my God. It's one of the few times where I see fashion that I enjoy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. the series. Yes, yes. I'm actually going to include her Instagram handle. Well, you know what? I'll include the link to her website. I'll do okay, that cool. again yes. um, in the show notes because she's an amazing artist. Yeah. Nola confronts her quote-unquote homegirl, Clorinda the White Feminist. Yeah. And is angry because she didn't can consent to display this private art piece or whatever. They never right. talked about it before or any of that. Mm-hmm. The way Nola realized it was shared is because of social media. Right. So she didn't. Yeah, she didn't want to be outed as the artist for that, sh- yeah. that street art. The thing that irks me about this, and it just reminds me how shitty Nola is, is that. I understand being hurt because you didn't get consent. I wouldn't like that either. But she is not a person who cares about people's consent. So for mm-hmm. her to be so adamant about you did not ask me that, that's what really has right. her really angry here. Like, you did not ask me. Mm-hmm. She felt violated because she was not asked. Mm-hmm. But she goes around <laughs> not caring about consent right. from other people. Mm-hmm. So I'll just look at this and I'm really just like, bitch, shut up. Yeah, because- she does what she wants. To, to everyone, everyone this whole series everybody yeah. and I, that's the part that annoys me is that i feel that there is a way for you to be responsibly consensual mm-hmm. with your choices and um it's, it's, it just goes back to how they tie being free-spirited to being irresponsible and fucking people over and right. being this horrible person and that's not what that is mm-hmm. i don't know why they yeah well there's been this ongoing theme of control it came up in her session with dr yeah. jameson like you know she has these rules she likes to maintain control and what may happen if she doesn't have control mm-hmm. kind of thing and so i wonder if this is supposed to be an element of that is that i can control what happens to me i don't care what happens to anyone yeah. else and so this is another thing that happened without my consent is, and thus which, without my control which I totally get, mm-hmm. but I wish they would not attach that to her free spiritness or to right. like her being this, I don't know, butterfly or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Because it seems that that's what her character is painted to be. Right. So I feel like if we, as we get deeper mm-hmm. into, I guess, knowing her and realizing that, oh, okay, this is about control or whatever, mm-hmm. make it about that and not make it about her like living life and do what I want. Maybe I should, you know, because even in her therapy session, she's like, should I grow up? Like, she knows this is mm-hmm. the way she does things is immature and not right. whatever. It's not really about being a person who is being free and living life the way they want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's different. That's yeah. something totally different. Right. And it's annoying. So in this confrontation, Clorinda reveals that Mars is the one who told her about, well, we knew this already, yeah. that Mars had actually uh, told Clorinda that nola was the street artist yes. and so nola heads down to joey chains this biking that's biking, biking coffee, coffee cafe place. yes uh gentrified brooklyn cafe that mars works at yeah so they're in the bike coffee shop thing right um she confronts him about mm-hmm. telling her business or telling that she did the art thing she slips up and call her mr child 
Annoying, 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 annoying. So Who annoying. does this, Who yo? Does it's that? mad women in New York that date mad dudes or or, or mad a- or mad niggas, as Shemeca said. It's mad black women yeah. who date mad niggas in New York. We do not mix up their names all willy nilly like fucking dingbats. Yeah, yo. like so that annoyed me, and he thought that she was calling him immature right, because you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I noticed in the background that a burger costs fourteen dollars. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Gentrification. Yeah. Gentrification. Mm-hmm. Is it the gentrification yeah. episode? We so. seen we seen fourteen dollar burgers. I probably bought a fourteen dollar burger. You would. I wouldn't. I'd be hungry. <laughs> You'd be like, well. Well, here we are. It's food. I'm, I gotta eat it. I'll be like, mm-mm. It's burgers in the mm-hmm. freezer. I'll be, I'll be, well, I, I mother, I mother myself. You do, <laughs> like, you do. I don't have burgers in the we freezer. We got whatever in the house. Mm-hmm. You got what you call it, money? I you do not got fourteen dollar burger have, money. I don't have nothing in the house. So, <laughs> so she actually breaks up with him. Yeah. Because of this, he apologizes. Her eyes are watery. She's like, let's just call it. We have fun. Yada 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 yeah. yada yada. He said. Everybody said. Yeah, he proposes to have makeup sex, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Nah, nah, over it." And then we cut to her in the house painting ferociously. Mars. The next scene we see Mars going up to visit Nola, and he's clearly like rehearsing what he's gonna say. He's trying to win her back. Uh, we also see White Bianca come out of her brownstone. And she's yelling at the mayor. Yes, yelling at Papa again. Out of all the stoops in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. she's saying like that because she's gentrifying. Yeah, there's a G now sprayed um, both at the bottom of her stoop and on her door. She assumes that Papa did it. He affirms, "I did not do this shit. Know. It wasn't me." They have a verbal altercation, and they actually, it's not an altercation. Yeah, they have a verbal exchange, yeah. and she decides that she's calling the cops. Yeah. And oh. as we mentioned before, white people. I feel like she already called the cops because they got there right. so quickly. Like right. I think That's I feel possible. like she called the cops before she even like went out to yell mm-hmm, at him. Mm-hmm. But they got there way too quickly. Yeah, true that, true that, true that. That is a white move. Yeah, yeah. she already called them. Yeah. Um. Also... No, actually, no. I was going to say a disclaimer. I agreed to stop calling the cops on black people. Stop calling the cops on, on black folks for nonviolent shit. And I'm talking yeah. about... Now, I'm not talking about, ooh, he's talking loud. I'm scared. Unless something violent has happened to you or somebody else, do not call the cops yeah. on black folks, period. Like, Seriously this whole not. scene that happened, so the cops show up and nobody dies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? A lot of times when you... I, I don't know why white people like to announce when they're calling the cops. Mm-hmm. But that's when you make it violent. Right. Because you are threatening me. You're, you're threatening some. You're threatening mm-hmm. a person of color when you say, I'm calling the cops. They always do that. And then mm-hmm. in my experience, in my life, that is when I have seen the white person get beat the fuck up. Right. And then people... And then everyone leaves. That mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. that announcement is a threat. Yeah. It's very threatening. Mm-hmm. It means something completely different than it does to you. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. When we say we're calling the cops on you, that means maybe they're going to come and see what the situation is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And figure it out and resolve it and make sure everybody is safe. When you tell one of us that you fucking call, call the, the cops, cops, that means one of us could die. That Because that's honestly, because we're so a lot of times conditioned not to depend on the police for so much is if we're calling the cops it's because we probably are going to die. Mm-hmm. That's literally usually when we're calling the cops right. and we feel that much of a threat yes. is when we generally call the cops mm-hmm. because we are, most of us, I know for me, I'm hugely speaking for myself, is not really conditioned to trust in the police force right. to protect me mm-hmm. because y'all be killing motherfuckers. Yep. Yep. So I have only called the police one time in my life, but that was just like, yo, this is out 
of control. Mm-hmm. And if I keep doing it my way, I'm going to end up in jail. Right. <laughs> so, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let me just call the people who are paid yeah. to yeah. take care of this I shit. I called the cops on my neighbors once because I thought somebody was actually being stabbed to yeah. death. And the other time because I thought that somebody had been stabbed to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's the usually- door was cracked open. It's like, oh shit, somebody could be dead. Let and me call that, the cops. Yeah. You know it's what usually I'm saying? something dire. It's, right. not usually, it's usually not in our experiences mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a dispute or a disagreement yeah. Yeah. happening. We suffer through those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we're suffering enough. We don't need you to, at your will, just fucking... To threaten us with the police. Don't. Or to call them for it. Yeah. That, that was something that the cops should have never been called. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, if you partner with... That's the other thing about gentrification, right? With gentrification... A lot of these gentrifiers are not partnering with the community. If you partnered with your neighbors, if you respected the people who were there or, or, or yeah. already, you could talk to an elder in the community who it knows Papo, Papo and, yep, and, and been like, yo, I need him. We got to Can we, how can we work this out? Yeah. I need him off my stoop from this time to this time. Where else can he go? Yeah. That's community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, right. So she calls the cops. The cops come. Uh, these are not the worst of police. They do look like authentic New York City like police officers. We've yeah. seen shit like this happen, mm-hmm. but this is not the worst of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It looks like an uh, uh, it looks like an average kind of running with the police. The mm-hmm. best it's actually best case scenario. It is a very good case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario. These guys show that. up. Maybe they arrest people they don't need to arrest, but nobody gets hurt. Yeah, no one gets hurt. The neighborhood sees what's happening. Mm-hmm. They gather around. She's accusing the mayor mm-hmm. of this. Nola butts in eventually, and she's like, I did it. Right, because the mayor, who is a war vet, looks like he's maybe having some sort of um, episode. Yes. Right. And they're, like, asking him for his ID, which mm-hmm. is general procedure. We got that probable cause for that stuff anyway, right. but I guess the probable cause is this white woman saying he did this. Yes. Um, yes. So and ask- why would the possibility of a homeless person not having an ID is why pretty Why would he high. have identification? Exactly. Why exactly. would he have that? So it's it's it's... Kind of like a, a, a poverty thing where mm-hmm. you are, just because he doesn't have an ID, you're going to take him. Right. It's a poverty tax. I don't know if that's maybe the wrong word mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's one of those things of the chances of you not having what you need to have because you're poor, because you're transient. It could have been lost. Anything could happen. Yeah. It's been established that he has mental issues. The chances of him not walking around with what his is- ID are pretty high. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So had he had ID, perhaps he would not have been arrested, arrested yeah. you know, um, but likely. that became an opportunity to take this person, person off the street exactly. this person doesn't have their freedom papers let's, let's take, take them, them off, off the street. street that's exactly what that is so yeah like i said nola steps in she's like arrest me i did it i did it mm-hmm. by then which was strange to me that a lot of the neighborhood has gathered around but no one has taken out their phone to record yet that's kind of the nature of what right. we do now when yes. there's police someone interactions is especially recording. in new york city absolutely no one's phone is out and no absolutely. one's recording i'm like is this now? Mm-hmm. It was just that was really fucking mm-hmm. strange. Like mm-hmm. no one's phone mm-hmm. was out. Um, which yeah, that was just kind of strange and not very current of time. So I feel like at least one person should have had their phone out. Yeah, Mars is incredibly disturbed by the whole thing. Yeah. He's upset. He's cursing at the cops. They've asked him to stay on the curb, and now he's like, "I'm on the curb." But there's a whole lot of cursing and aggression. That again, like we said, this is a very good case scenario yeah, because we've seen situations where, where people like that get arrested up. on the spot yeah. or fucked up. Fucked up. Absolutely. Bianca tries to slither away like the white gentrifier. Yep. Like the white gentrifier she yep. is. Go back into her house yeah, and, the, and the cops stop like where are you going the light-skinned black guy cop <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where are you going and like, nah, uh, let's go yeah where are you going she's like i'm going home nope. he's like no you're coming with come us with so us. she has to come to the station mm-hmm. too 
Um, yeah, so they put the mayor. Was the mayor and Nolan the same car? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then they had the Bianca in a different car. Right. Yeah. And they go to the station. From this scene to this scene, for some reason, they decide to play Maxwell's... Um, what is it called? Uh, right. <laughs> I don't understand the song placement. I think we're supposed to feel how hurt and how in love Mars is. And he's watching his woman be arrested. And we're supposed to have some sort of feelings about the whole Dear thing. Dear God, we couldn't cope. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or or how the whole thing is supposed to be tragic. I don't know. Oh, I get it. I'm mad this that you know work. the actual words. It's the this. woman's work. This no, woman's I know. I only know that part. This woman's I know the sound work. of the song. I do not know the words. Oh, we had this album in my house. So, yeah. I had this. I had this too. Oh. I don't know it. Don't Dear know. God. Okay. <laughs> okay, that we can go on. hilarious. <sighs> oh my God, it's still playing. <laughs> how do I help you like that? <laughs> she had a fight with the other black girl <laughs> over toilet paper <laughs> so she's in bookings they run her fingerprints she's not even in bookings she's in the precinct she, okay. she never goes to bookings okay I just call bookings when they open the book and put your fingerprints in it oh yeah that's not <laughs> <laughs> so they run her print they, she take, they take her fingerprints and all that stuff and she's in the cell mm-hmm and she spends the night in jail. She spent the night? Yeah, she spends the night. Be- oh, maybe it's... It looked... No, I think like it is the night. No, no, because it would have been dark. I, it is the night. She does spend the night in jail. Because okay. she was at home painting and shit, and it was light outside. Like, time was passing. Yeah. And then we see this fucking montage of her in the in oh, the cell okay, and shit. Okay. So, so it's supposed to be the, the next, next morning. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She's lucky. Lucky that what? Like in New York, you get arrested, so you're at the precinct. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have to see the judge, and she got a desk parent ticket, mm-hmm. you have to see the judge, and they take you to, like, bookings. Oh, okay. So that's when you're, like, you have to take that bus to, like, wherever the courthouse is. Oh and then you're God. in the pens. That's what they call it when you're, like, at the courthouse. Right. But, like, arrested in the courthouse. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you see the judge. And then you can see if you go or you go to Rikers Island. Oh, my goodness. But she only got to, she only at the precinct. That's pretty good. She yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that her experience in in jail um, kind of resembled my experience in jail. How? I was sitting around black women that look like me mm-hmm. and then white women who look like dauphines. <laughs> like, is that all that they arrest? I love that, like, it's like everyday black women. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the like, white women are dauphines. That's the only reason why you would woman, be like, like, highly you distressed. Be, right. You could be a black woman of any situation. <laughs> yes. And then dauphines. My auntie got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Someone you know got Somebody I know got arrested in her work suit. Like just auntie coming home from work. Matter. Someone I know got arrested too. Uh-huh. And like she was in her work stuff. Yeah. But it was like suspended like like they're Yeah, something service. simple yeah. like that. And they would, but they put, would you, put you right next to somebody who yes. like probably sold drugs. Yes. Or like yes, yes. It'll someone. be another black woman in her work clothes in there, and then all the white women clearly have drug problems. Yeah, yeah. Because why else would, would they, they be, actually yeah, put a white woman yeah. in jail? They're gonna put you in the lockup for a suspended license as a white woman? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. Nope. You go home, you have a good night, you make sure you take care of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black woman coming from work in a suit? Yep. Jail. <laughs> crazy prison yep so she calls somebody she makes a phone call she calls somebody to yeah. come and get her she's released and we see that opal has got her out yeah um 
And Opal asks, well, I'm surprised that you didn't call one of your men. Yeah. And Nola is like, I didn't want them to think that they had saved me. Yeah, like, like, so, like I'm some damsel in distress. Like Opal didn't have to leave her child or whatever she was doing and come it's and get you. It's the same you. thing. But because they all, all because this whole show is shitty right. and only things of hetero, heteronormative kind of mm-hmm. situations, you this a person still helped you. You were still in distress. A right. person still helped you. A person that you have a... Um, romantic whatever mm. in. Opal still saved her. It's still the same thing. Gave her a nice big hug. Just because she doesn't have a penis or yeah. something else? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. This woman has a whole ass child. Whole entire ass child. And she a had whole to take, ass nursery of plants. Yes. She had to take, take a of. moment out of her day to come and get you. It's, it's And also it kind of is like, it's okay for black women to do black, to do labor for yes. one another or for anybody. It's but okay. These motherfuckers they get off the hook. hook. I don't need, do I don't need I don't anything need from you. I'm we an know Mars ain't no. doing shit right now. Call him. He can come and get you. He's never doing shit. Yes. That's why he always got time. He's always so available. Hello. We cut to. Oh, well, she comes outside and her parents are there. Yeah. So yeah, that's nice. There. Yeah. Dad we see her dad again. Hug, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You did say that he looked like a, a he recovering came, addict. He is. He's such a recovering addict. Even the way he hugged her was like, recovering addict oh my goodness i wonder if he is a recovering addict in real he life may be. and this is no shade to recovering no it's addicts. not at all i'm just thinking for me the neighborhood i grew up mm-hmm. the neighborhood i grew up in the people who they were parts of the community in the neighborhood right. so it's just like a familiar kind of like nostalgic kind of yes. thing to see it's mm-hmm. not like oh right, right, like right. these are things that i'm used to seeing and it's kind mm-hmm. of nostalgic seeing right that so that's mm-hmm. what that is for me mm-hmm. it's not like Ooh, look at yeah and person. everybody got an interesting uncle yeah like mm-hmm. that so after prison, we're back, excuse me, jail. <laughs> <laughs> she never went to bookings. Yeah. After jail, um, we're back in Jamie's office and he has gotten the 10 stacks back from Nola and is reading her letter. And Nola, we get back to her giving some mon- monologue about how she uh, enjoyed meeting him but needs to take care of herself. Yes. And she won the grant. And there is another person. There is another man in her life. And that person is me. It's me. Made me think of that Tamiya song. She's like, and the person is me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The song is set up as if she's cheating, but it's like she's cheating with With herself. With herself. You said she gave the money back, right? Yeah. Which I think is the most dumbest thing you could ever do. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It was dumb. Make these motherfuckers pay. Yes. The least you could do is pay for mm-hmm. the fucking shit that you fucking put me through. The bounce check, that whole conversation oh. that she had to have with her landlord, like, all of that. She sold him the painting. All of that shit. I would have kept the money. She's dumb. There's like, no reason not to keep it. No. And you're not any less of a woman, any less of a feminist, any less of a whatever mm-hmm. because you accept money and gifts from men. You get, but they trash. Get yeah. what you could get yeah. out of the system. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. kept that to He makes G's. more than... A man in her position would make he more gave, than her anyway. He gave you 10000 cash. Keep it. Mm-hmm. Keep it. It's untraceable. He can't even take you to court for that shit. I can't see. There's absolutely no reason why she should have given that back. She's, 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 it's not even like... Want to know why she gave it back? Mm-hmm. Because of that faulty idea of feminism um, being... Um, Doing like doing everything by myself. By myself, yeah. independent feminism is about struggle. Right. Um. You gotta like nah. If I'm and strength. Right. Yeah. Strength is about how much shit you can survive. And yeah. yeah that, the only that's reason that, that I could see giving a man money back is if you um, owe him. 
if you, that. If you ask for a loan. <laughs> if he asks for a loan and I owe him, right? Right. He asks for a loan or I owe him money. Or if this money comes with some sort of um, expectation and I need to let you know that that's not happening. And me telling you that's not happening and keeping the money was not enough. You know what I'm saying? That's the only time I could imagine yeah. giving somebody money Can't back. Can't imagine that time. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking even myself. I have never given money back, but I had yeah. I stopped accepting money from somebody. Yeah, totally. Right. Totally. Who I was like, okay, this person. I've made it very clear to this person what my boundaries are. They have said okay. They continue to give me money and still say, well, this is what I totally. want for totally this. Agree. And then I have said, you know what? No, I'm, I'm done with this. Yes. No more of I'm this. Because you're still protecting yourself. Right. I don't get how for me mm-hmm. what she, I don't get why she especially if you move on to the next episode. Right. I don't get why she this fucking money. Yeah, back. it was no reason. I think that was just a symbolism of her being an independent black woman, and, right? And, and we're I don't supposed need, to, and I don't we're need. supposed to see some sort of strength or integrity yeah, there. Fuck yeah, fuck that shit. That would have, I would have integrated, integridized, whatever. I'm making that word <laughs> in my bank account. The <sighs> fuck. Yep. All that labor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you say labor, what would you say is included in, the, in her labor with Jamie? Just, like, all of the time with him. Like, this is already mm-hmm. a married person, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we're only meeting when it's convenient for you. Right. Like, all of this shit that yes. I have to adhere to you because yes. you you came to me already married. And, mm-hmm. yes, I, I agreed to be a part of that and mm-hmm. whatever. But, no, it's still, like, labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you always seem to demand my time and want more and want a relationship. Motherfucker, you're not even divorced. Yep. Um, I'll take my $10,000. Yep. Thank you. Like, and I want to meet your friends, even though I'm a <laughs> fucking asshole for it. And I still haven't met your friends, yo. Like, Give me that 10 stacks. Like, yeah. 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 She, didn't, she didn't trick him out of the money. You don't she give, didn't steal it. She didn't get back our supplies. Hello. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Just keep it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this takes it into what, what's got to be my favorite uh Okay. Shot of the series. Because she spins around in that Spike Lee way? Yes. <laughs> so I was being sarcastic. This last scene, <laughs> it lasts for like three minutes. She's mm. sitting on some sort of spinning chair, whatever the fuck they have moving. <laughs> and Michelle and Decky Cello's Faithful is playing in the yeah. background. And we just are looking at Nola slowly spin on this chair. And the words, they have the words um, transcribed in the shot. Yeah. And um, it's a waste of my time. Okay, I guess we're supposed to be seeing Nola's growth, and and she grew she from got a white the, turban to a a colorful a peach one? one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, her clothes change um, back and forth from all, all, all white, white to, to colors. Me. I don't know. Maybe there's some voodoo thing like tied into this. Maybe some Orisha shit tied into this. I don't fucking know. I have no idea what's happening. It's a waste of my time. I'll tell you yeah, that much. I and know. I think I'm supposed to feel like some sort of like rebirth is happening or she's learned some shit or see this thing, this scene coming right off of her giving that money back. It's supposed to be, you're right. It's supposed yeah. to be some affirming of like her personhood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, she was still as much of a person as she was yeah. keeping the money or not. Like I, I don't, don't understand what's being learned here. Nothing. Right. We're learning that you're stupid, but we already knew that. But yeah. like, I don't, I don't understand why she gave that money back. Nah. Make the motherfucker pay. Yeah. That's how I feel. How do you feel about this fucking spinning chair shit? I, it just seems like Spike Lee stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know what the symbolism is for. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why I have to go through four minutes of this. Yeah, it was, it was the whole song. Um, is she dizzy? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't understand. Mm-hmm. She does start to cry. Maybe that's what that was. Because <laughs> her head hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, her stomach was hurting. Right. I have no, uh, yeah, I don't understand. 
don't understand what that was supposed to symbolize, like, at all. A waste of my time, I'll tell you that. It was that. a huge waste of my time. I mean, mm-hmm. A lot of this series was. Facts. That, for, like, four minutes. Yeah. I, I did like know. the song. That was nice. Yeah. The song I liked separate mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. um, series. I'm looking at some of the lyrics right now. So it's like, my daddy made no excuses. I believe my lies are truth. It's kind of just, like, feeding into the, like, the way her life is wrong. Right. Like, I don't have the answers. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No one's faithful. I'm weak. Like, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Yeah. Which is fine to visit those feelings. But just because the threat of what this whole series has been, um, it's just, like, kind of, like, I could have did out the song right here. Mm-hmm. I do think she's weak, but I don't think it's because of what was happening in this series. Yeah. And it seems as we if... We have no idea what the fuck her problem is. <laughs> we watched almost an entire series and we still don't know what the fuck is Nola's problem, yo. Yeah. So far, she likes to date more people. But really, though, like, what the fuck is your problem, yo? I don't know. Why does she act like she has no home training? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. All right. Um, right. I'm fucking done with this episode nine. Let's take a break and yeah. come back and wrap this fucking shit oh up. God, I'm so excited. Me too, man. It is over. I'm glad this is... I don't want to bring this too far into the new year. I'm glad we're finishing this up oh, at the start of the new year so we can move on to bigger and better things. Uh, uh, the last enough. principle of Kwanzaa is what? Enough. Nia? Is that the Imani? last one? Is Imani it? means faith. You sure? That's the last one? Yeah. Okay, good. And... um. Uh, we were faithful yeah. throughout this. <laughs> throughout this. So uh, we're faithful to our message. We're done with this. And faithful that it would finally come to an end. Yes. And here we are. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. So, hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> thank you for listening to these fucking review episodes, Joe. Of We Gotta Have we It. We Gotta Fucking Have It. Or She's Gotta Have It review series. Mm-hmm. You know, we also do like an actual fucking podcast. A whole ass podcast. We do. If you have not been listening to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, please make sure you do that shit. We drop a new episode every, every Tuesday. Tuesday. And we are there dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. One episode at a time. That's right. We're talking politics, pop culture, and liberation Over every week. Tea. Over tea. It's dope. Get subscribe. It. That's right. You're here already. Press subscribe now. You mm-hmm. love us. We're friends for life. Get into it. Okay, we are on to the last. You ready? You happy? I'm so you okay. Happy. Yes. 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 The last and final episode, episode of, of She's, She's Gotta, Gotta Have, Have it. it. Episode ten is hashtag Nola's Choice parentheses three the hard way. Yeah. So we open again. With Nola doing another lion ass monologue. Okay? <laughs> we don't trust her. We don't like her. We don't. We still, they force us. They make it so that we don't like this person. Why do we have to be intimate with this person? Yes. Like? And then you give us these intimate moments. Once again, no regard to other people's Exactly. <laughs> Why don't you make her likable? Word. Make her likable. So she's doing this lion ass monologue. It's Thanksgiving. She talks about how she couldn't go home for Thanksgiving. She couldn't go to see her dad's family for Thanksgiving because Rockaletta Moss wouldn't give her off. That's right, Rockaletta. You Be stern. At, you work in a school. I know. There's no <laughs> like, reason why she wouldn't have been able to have off. That's really, really I don't odd. Understand. You have all the days. Usually, school folks, you have all of the holidays. Yeah, you have time to go and travel and see yes. your family. But whatever. Maybe she had a special art project with Rockaletta. <laughs> Who knows? Who it's, knows? It's not those kind of jobs. It wasn't. You're right. So she couldn't go wherever. So she's trapped in Brooklyn, which she's happy about. It's mm-hmm. fine. This monologue is long. She talks about a lot of bullshit and what Thanksgiving means to her. I, at this point of all of these lion ass monologues, I've I, taken in quite enough. I don't, I don't know care. what she's saying. I, I think don't care. The about only what she's reason saying. they used this monologue was, or did this monologue, mm-hmm. was because the show aired 
on Thanksgiving Day. So maybe if you binge it the whole day, it's still Thanksgiving uh, when you're watching this. But I don't get why I had to sit through that shit. She could have just said it's Thanksgiving, and I and, and I would just know. Right, right. Or they could have just did this, how they're doing this uh, montage this, of her yeah, cooking. cooking scene, yeah. And then I would get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So... We see her cooking, preparing Thanksgiving dinner. She's wearing um I didn't one of even the... know she had a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, remember that's where um Shemeca talked about um oh, yeah. having a big she got booty the and, and her Jamaican birthright. Remember yeah, that? Of true. having okay. a big booty. Because yeah. that's a Jamaican thing. <laughs> anyway, um so yeah, so we see Nola cooking. We see her t- setting her table. She is wearing a Prince t shirt yeah. from one of Spike Lee's um Prince parties that he has yeah. prince black party that mm-hmm. he does on is it done on prince's birthday or the weekend that he, that he passed away i'm not sure i'm not sure at all. okay but yeah so spike lee if anybody knows um if anyone for anyone who doesn't know outside of new york he throws a party on michael jackson's birthday there was a black party and mm-hmm. he throws a party um either on prince's birthday or the the day that he passed away i'm mm-hmm. not sure which it is but anyway so nola is wearing one of the t-shirts from that and this whole Thanksgiving dinner that she's setting is Prince themed. Did so you she, know she was a Prince fan while he was watching this? As Did, with everything that happens in the series, <laughs> this is the first, first episode so that we see any mention. No, you know what? Wait, no, wait, the wait. series you see Prince and remnants of Prince, right? Where would you say? Um, I know in the, the opening, the opening, the opening song, definitely. right? It starts and I think there was Prince another song. song. Okay. But that's it. But I'm talking about her. No, nothing like, from her. Nothing about her, nothing, like in Prince or anything. Nothing. But when did maybe this? Maybe this took place. So this is happening. This is Thanksgiving, 2016. When did Prince pass away? Um, I don't. I'm not good with dates. I do know Spike Lee wrote this episode, so I know this is definitely like a him thing. He right. wants to insert Prince here. Yeah. Which is great. That is totally fine. But when you're writing a series. Mm-hmm. and not a movie i feel like these things should be woven into the whole series right. rather than separate each episode is not its own standalone oh no he died that thing. April. yeah so I, I just don't understand why it's not woven into mm-hmm. yeah she's a prince person i feel like if she could announce being a cinephile i'm a cinephile <laughs> I'm a cinephile. I'm a pansexual. Prince. I'm polyamorous. She could have. I could have known she was into Prince this much I don't to like have labels. Prince, um, fucking tableware party favors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that would have. So she's having this Prince themed Thanksgiving dinner. We see Mars show up. He brings uh, her favorite Prince album, or because I don't know if it's her favorite or just a Prince album. We don't know anything about her relationship with Prince. So how would right. we even? <laughs> Yeah, that's N- true. No, this is when we first meet her relationship yep. with Prince. This is really strange mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Really, really strange. So he brings a Junior's cheesecake. Which is very Brooklyn. Very Brooklyn. I kind of want one. Maybe because I'm hungry. <laughs> but I kind of want one. I think I'm going to go to... I'm going to treat myself to a trip to Junior's. Are they 24 hours? Is diner? I have no idea. Oh I've God. actually never eaten there. Really? I yeah. ate there once. Um, once I went to Brooklyn. Well, I've been to Brooklyn, but <laughs> what you sound like no once, once I, went, I went, to went to Brooklyn. No, when I was in high school, my uncle came and scooped me to buy wedding rings for him and his wife, and we went to wherever you do that in Brooklyn back in the day when you could still do shit like that. First of all, Brooklyn looks nothing like it did that day that I went, that. and then we went to Juniors. But I was in high school, so that was an experience. Being a girl from the Bronx, that was an experience for me, mm-hmm. um, and we had a good day. That was a good day with my oh. uncle. 
Mars is there. Um, I guess he's assuming he's the only one coming for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Yes. And then the doorbell rings, and Mars opens the door. And, and it's Jamie and standing Jamie there with a bottle, bottle of wine. wine. Uh, and Mars assumes that he's the wine delivery guy. <laughs> so he gives him a tip and proceeds to close the door. <laughs> and Uncle Jamie comes in and he's like, who is this young man? <laughs> who is this young who man? Is this Does he know Jabe Hova? Hova. Does he know what's going on here? <laughs> the do- so they confront each other. The doorbell rings again. And this motherfucker Greer, Greer shows, shows up, up dressed like, like Prince. I gotta tell dressed you, dressed like yo, Prince, but cinched also, at the waist, also dressed like Darkwing Duck. Yes, <laughs> Darkwing Duck. Absolutely, and I'm Bad living for every moment of this. <laughs> I really would have fucked the shit out of him in but, this purple, this purple cinched waist like, outfit. Yo, I'm did here she for put it. Prince on an invitation? Like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she told him it was it was a Prince thing. She had to. Have. Well, I, Jamie I think, has on a, pr- a purple shirt. Yeah, they're wearing purple. Oh, he's wearing purple too. Right, okay, so right, maybe, right. All right. Yeah. And Grizz, Grizz, so he's gonna come looking at Grizz, Grizz, probably Grizz normal attire. His only accent. He doesn't is even have his the, coat on, so I he know, loves this outfit. He like loves he it. Was I love it too. Out and about in the world, like that. And so they all they see each other. They stand and confront each other because yeah, they're, they're wondering squaring. what the fuck are they all doing here. They're squaring up. Mars takes his tip back from Jamie <laughs> from the wine. <laughs> Give me my whole dollar. Give me my dollar back, yo. And they're wondering why they're there. They notice. They recognize each other from the art, art show. show. Um. And so now they see what's going on. But I do I do love anytime that Greer is on screen. I really do enjoy him. I he enjoy is ridiculous. Yeah, he is. I was actually listening to another podcast and they were saying, Who is this guy? He's not real. And I felt so <laughs> I felt so sad that I actually do know I niggas know, like yeah, me too. Greer. I know I was, someone I follow on Twitter was like, Who is this? But nah, I do not like him. This I'm nigga, like, he is a New York fashion nigga, and we know people <laughs> yes, like him yes. who are self absorbed with themselves, yes. like honestly to this degree. Yes. And initially earlier when we were reviewing the series i was hoping that they would not make him so over the top because mm-hmm. there are men who are as narcissistic as him who don't fit this you know exactly. light skin model-esque dude exactly. and they think that that absolves them from the type of narcissism that they engage mm-hmm. in so i was hoping that he wouldn't be so over the top but i, I have come to enjoy yeah, his character too. and we do actually know niggas like this so really here do. we are i don't know so nola now is dressed she was not dressed before. She was not dressed. She was in her t-shirt and her headscarf. That's another thing. Yeah, you knew they was coming. You, knew they you were told coming. them what time to You could be in your house clothes. We all have cute house clothes. <laughs> all of yes. us have cute house clothes. Yes. And we just be like, oh, you're here already? And we're in our cute house clothes. Yeah. Come on. So, yeah, she was really looking like who shot John. <laughs> I was not into it. But now she's in her nice dinner dress and yes is done. And yes now they're all sitting at the table and they're giving thanks for who knows what and all different things and yeah. talking about what uh thanksgiving means to them what i'm trying to understand at this stage in the game why the fuck is jamie there where where's your family at that point those people don't know him they don't they don't they don't know they him. don't they don't how are you how are you able to honestly okay so i could see yeah but how is jamie there because i can see mars being there because mm-hmm. he lives in the neighborhood he's going to house house right. that's whatever yeah but the other french person mm-hmm. he lived a lot of his life in france right his family's probably not here yes, Thanksgiving true. is probably not something that mm-hmm. he has to do every year yep. his dad um, might be a rolling stone yeah like, uh, like fucking everybody's everybody's and dad, he probably but, has like, thanksgiving dad. at someone's house a different right. house every year yes. it's not like this he's thing. a fashion nigga he has yeah, many options like, yeah so i get but i don't get how jamie is there. me neither later on he says that he, him and cheryl had a fight and so that's how they that's how he was able 
to um, make it out the house because she kicked him out the house. Gonna be my strange husband. If I fight my strange husband, mm-hmm. you go back down in your dorm room. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, motherfucker. On Thanksgiving, where do you think you going? You going to that bitch's house? Absolutely not. Th- family Absolutely is here. Not. Family's here. Absolutely you think you're going to embarrass me, a strange husband? No, but you know what? They keep treating Cheryl like she's an evil white woman. Yeah. When we know, in fact, that she's just a very light-skinned black woman who is not letting you out of the house who on been, the holidays. Who has probably been very emotionally abused. Hello. Go back Amy. into the fucking basement. I don't want to see your face until it's time to dump the trash. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. But here we are. So he's Damn. sitting here at this table. Also. He's not even a good estranged husband. He's not. Also, what I don't like about this, first of all, is that it's happening. That all three <laughs> of these people are here at dinner and that they didn't feel the need. This is, this. here's my thing. Since we're at episode 10. Yes. Just go over the top with the whole series. Okay. Just go for it. Go over the top. Make everything a silly thing. Make everything some sort of dramatic thing that makes no sense. So that when these things that happen that make no sense happen, I'm not wondering what the fuck is going on. Because you give me a series that's supposed to be, there are so many elements of it that are serious. And then you give me this parody dream fantasy shit. And it gets weird. There's no way in fuck that a woman who is dating three men is going to have them show up and all three of them sit down and stay and have dinner. No, because she's not polyamorous. She hasn't been. There's not the honesty that she's. They know she's dating other people, but the level of honesty required for motherfuckers to sit down at a dinner table like this is not present. As a person who, for a short time, lived with three lovers at once, right? Tell yours. Tell the truth. The only the reason why that was able to happen, Mm -hmm. even though it wasn't a long time, was because I was honest with everybody. Everybody knew about each other from jump. Everybody knew who of the the other person was in my life. Mm -hmm. From the beginning. So there was yes. no, none of that fuck mm-hmm. shit. Why? Because I believe in consent and I believe in people knowing what they're walking into mm-hmm. and making a decision yep. as to whether life, this is what they want to do. Absolutely. In case you all missed that, what Queen just said is that she was living <laughs> with three lovers at one time. Okay. Not that she was in a polyamorous relationship. Cause that's vague y'all. That's vague. <laughs> What she said here Mm -hmm. on uh, Tea with Queen and Jay's We Gotta Have It podcast (laughs) is that she was living with three lovers at once, right? So she does this. She knows knows this. She's what actually some might call polyamorous. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I'm looking at this series like this is some fuck shit. And it's not to say that I am a fully functioning polyamorous or that I do it 100% the Mm -hmm, right way mm -hmm. or that there is nothing flawed in how I go about my relationships. But this shit right Right. here. This shit right here? This shit right here, nigga. This shit right here? This shit right here, nigga. No. 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 And we happen to be two single black women who uh, don't subscribe to whatever religion like like we are who you're trying to tell me nola is yes, yes, you know what i'm saying yes. we're just older and we're still like what the fuck is happening yes. here you know what that, i mean yeah that'll be the only difference yeah because we're yeah. creatives right with like yes <laughs> working the these jobs because on? we have to not yes. because like this could have yeah I, that's that's that was my biggest issue with this and i wasn't saying this because i wanted everyone to experience the series before i f- yeah. said all of this yeah but like i feel like i'm living whatever they're supposed to be saying yes. and it's just like how to how could you make a mockery mm-hmm. of my life like this mm-hmm. like what yep. the fuck yep. 
is yeah, this? Both on the Shemekka end of yes, the black yeah, women. Yeah. Of, honestly, of all the single black women here represented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're Shemekka, we're Clorinda, yeah. we're Nola. What, what the fuck what is the going fuck on? Is you know what I'm saying? It's very, it's very, very strange. It's like it's mockery. Yeah. Each of those characters is like a mockery mm-hmm. of like black women. And then again, this is why I say, because I enjoy, pa- I enjoy the ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Anybody who knows me knows I enjoy ridiculous shit. If you want to see something, I, there's something ridiculous that you'll be like, this is over the top. And I look at it, I'll be like, ha! Yep. camp i love <laughs> ridiculous shit yep. you know what i'm saying and so if he had just played the whole thing ridiculous the whole series i could have got into it but you have these things that don't yo three new york niggas are not about to sit at a table with this where there's been no honesty little to no honesty and share a meal together with and everybody thinks that's their woman and just gonna eat the string beans. no no. Nah. Greer would have been left. He got several different places to be. Several. With several different women waiting. Several. Mars could go right back up the right. block. Right. Jamie's the only person that really <laughs> wants to be there. <laughs> yes. Okay. Please. You think Lourdes didn't cook? Word. The fuck? And she, ooh, I want some of her food. I don't know. Me too, yo. Actually, in real life, <laughs> Santana probably should look like she cooks yes. and shit. They go around the table. They say what they're thankful for. They eat a little bit. Everybody is complimenting Nola on the food. Yeah, Mars is a young hood rat, so apparently he has no parents. He's never had parents. He doesn't know how to eat his food at the table. <laughs> Greer, I thoroughly enjoy Greer during this season. <laughs> yes, sitting, me okay? too. Yeah, of course, it's his cheat day again, so yes. he gets to eat dessert and yes. shit. I love it. I enjoyed Greer because mm-hmm. to me, he was like the only honest person at yeah. this table. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he's the ridiculous one yeah. of the whole show. And he's like, wait the fucking minute. <laughs> Yes. This is ridiculous. Yes. He's I sitting like, there looking like Darkwing Duck. Yes. And he's like, y'all motherfuckers is ridiculous. He's back. The back of his shirt is sheer mesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's like, this is fucking absurd. He's, he's the only real one who gets like, right, say this. Right. Um, he does make it a point when they're talking about what you're thankful for to thank God for his uh his black dad. Yes. Who showed him his place in the world yeah. and, and how to fight or something. I don't fucking know. I don't and know. And his white mom. I don't that was that it was, was really weird. awkward. It was awkward, yo. But we know how they treat light skinned people in this. Awkwardly, so, yeah. awkwardly, yo. So strange. They need a light skinned consultant. <laughs> that's what they need, well, yo. I feel like the executive producer was light skinned. Oh, that's right. They had one. <laughs> okay. She was light skinned. Is light skinned. Got it. Got it. Um, Mars tells a silly story about how he tells Barack Obama to um, Barry. Barry, as he calls him, the homie, to run for presidency, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Oh, okay." And then somebody yeah. was like, Greer again. It was like this motherfucker lying. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Greer is the confused one. Like, are we all at the <laughs> same table? Greer is the only one that has sense. I enjoy him at this table. And then Jamie's whack ass. This is the thing, yo. They try and convince us that Jamie is some sort of puff daddy character. He has no swag. He's not. Uh, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, Jamie is actually uh rest in peace to the honorable reggio say okay <laughs> he is actually walks that line like mm-hmm. i'm from brooklyn i went to i dodged all of the bullshit i went to an amazing school cool. you know what i'm saying yeah. i became whoever this person is and except of course reggie followed his dreams and did, yeah, did, did work did in hip-hop yeah. so he didn't turn into fucking jamie but 
here we are now, right? There's still you're still supposed to have some swag in you. So yeah. anyway, he tells this story of how much money he's been able to donate to President Obama's campaign. It is a swaggerless story and talks about no how one he cares. nobody cares. But he also talks about how he golfed with him on Martha's Vineyard or wherever the fuck. But the way that he says it is so you sitting at a table with a bunch of black men, right? And and Mars who has affirmed that he is half nigga, which we hate that fucking term, yeah. right? So you sitting there at a table full of black folks. And he, you tell this swaggerless story. There's a way to say, t- say that you fucking golfed with what? President Barack, Barack Obama, Obama and add some swagger to that story. You fucking cornball. He only knows how to say poems. <laughs> how that, to say what? Poems. Right. That's, that's it. it. And since he can't be romantic and poemy with these men, he yeah, has nothing. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Even though we're supposed to believe he ran the streets with Winnie Wynn, who owns the fucking cabaret. Come on. It's just Fam. As he us. said. Jeez. <laughs> So they try and get down to the nitty gritty of why are we really here? That's what Greer wants to know. And so they all kind of talk about it. And she's like, well, you all wanted to know who the other guy was. Once again, no consent. You didn't have the consent of these men. How old? Who who says they want to be with these other men? Right. Who says this is how they want to spend their holiday? And you know what else that annoys me about her? And um, I don't like that for a woman to be liberated. And Mm -hmm. I I don't care. Like, this is not to advocate for men like whatever but for a woman to be liberated she doesn't have to oppress men yes but you know what it is it's the whole narrative it's the same thing with black folks and what we're trying to what what allegedly we're supposed to aspire to is to be the oppressor yeah right and And so a lot of times yep a lot of times feminism the way that feminism is perceived or interpreted by i guess newbies and yes, shit is that a, we're just gonna become the oppressor and reverse it yes, and all of that yes. shit which it's, i will say that i did I, that's is before i mm-hmm. called myself a feminism right but when i first started interacting with men especially in romantic ways it was like i'm gonna treat them like they be treating i'm gonna use you yeah i'm gonna do I'm all, hurt all that you. shit yeah right. all of that shit so mm-hmm. i get that but for them to attach it to this, like, liberating. Right. For me, I wasn't liberating. For me, it was protecting myself. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was something different. There's mm-hmm. a difference between liberating yourself and, like, use, using tactics to protect yourself because mm-hmm. you have no other resources to do that. Right. So I hate how for her to be an affirming woman, she has to oppress men mm-hmm. and be this fucking dickhead. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of if anyone listens to the homies in her whole uprising on their podcast, they recently had a guest... Um, Uh, talking about sex comedy Mm -hmm. and the particular guest that they have wrote this book of uh, dicks and it was to make fun of the appearance of dicks and how ugly they are some of them were cute but how ugly dicks can be and it was kind of it was a bit of body shaming and men shaming i would say and i felt like much of that interview it was presenting a type of uh a type a form of feminism i'm gonna call it feminism because there are people who call that feminism yeah. even though we know that it's not mm-hmm. um but this type of feminism that it's is faulty it's faulty feminism yes yes faulty bad feminism in this way of asserting yourself at the expense of humanity yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and the humanity in, the, in this stage being men and what old school folks would call it emasculating yeah and we know that that word is it really is redundant. redundant and problematic because yeah. in reality when you uh, allegedly emasculate somebody what you are doing is challenging their humanity mm-hmm. right so that could go for any gender Anybody, any type yes. of person non-binary whatever it is mm-hmm. the notion that to to um assert oneself as a woman i have to become the oppressor i have to become yeah. the patriarchy I and i have to oppress right i have to internal oppress men or shame them or whatever right her to gain control her to be liberated and all that shit Mm -hmm. she has to do these things yep 
and it's it's gross to mm-hmm. me. It's mm-hmm. really gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. She goes on to say that it's her that she's been seeing. She's seeing herself. She's yeah. focusing on she's herself. Su- but she she says something like, "I'm the man for me." Right. Right. Which is like, huh? Yes. You're a woman. You've been identified she says, as a yeah, woman. Yeah. Whole time. She says the world has made me the man of our dreams. Wait. Or the man of my, my dreams. dreams. Yeah. Or some shit like that. She even says during this fucking monologue, I am a strong, independent black woman. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You're my homegirl. Okay. I got homegirls from college. Mm-hmm. I got high school homegirls. Mm-hmm. I got homegirls from different jobs that I worked. I got homegirls I met on the internet. I got homegirls from Facebook. I'm in a whole Facebook group of many, many home 200 homegirls. Mm-hmm. That the group is just about being homegirls. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got homegirls. What kind of homegirls you got? Wall to wall homegirls. You got wall to wall homegirls. Do you know any homegirls? Any black women? I would say from our age uh maybe let's let's say from the early 20s to let's go ahead let's take it up to 45 mm-hmm. that are your homegirls that talk about being a strong black woman no no strong independent right black excuse me i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t do you know about me i got my own job i pay my own bill right no the only time we hear that shit is when, and I hope I spelled that right, is when that song comes on. I can hardly read. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. I'm dyslistic, as this motherfucker (laughs) says. Um, But yeah, that's the only time that that ever comes up. None of us walk around affirming that we are strong, independent black women because we know that womanism, feminism is not founded on me being independent. The only time that shit comes up is when a man says that to me. Exactly. Aren't you a strong, independent Independent. black woman? They say that. That is their weapon against you to tell me that I shouldn't have expectations and I shouldn't want shit from them and I shouldn't expect things from them and all of that stuff. That's what that word is for. Mm -hmm. That's what men use that word for. Aren't you independent? It's a tool. So I don't ask for shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, if you want to, if you want to have all this personhood, then you shouldn't need shouldn't anything need from anything me, and that from includes me. emotional, um, intellectual labor and yeah. support. Mm-hmm. That means nothing. I shouldn't. Uh, yeah, I don't deserve any of that because right. I'm independent. Mm-hmm. The fuck, I like, like I'm a plant in photosynthesis, exactly. and I just <laughs> make that shit exactly. for myself. Like, no, mm-hmm. but this is a partnership. You gonna you gotta give shit. Yep. But if I'm an independent woman, mm-hmm. then that should mean or, don- or donate that I don't need that. Right. So that's why the fuck you get that money back. Yep. She's an independent black woman. Yep. And I don't need that yep. black motherfucker. This to me. I is- need you for everything you got. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Absolutely. Life is hard enough for yes. black women. Like, give it up. Yeah. So here we are at, this is, to me is perfect for the last episode of this ridiculous fucking series. Because that's really <laughs> what it was about. Yeah. What is a strong, independent, independent black, black woman? woman? When re- in reality, in 20. 2017 all of the labor this 2017 has been about the labor of black women women yes. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and thank god we're here in 2018 we made it out of that shit and, and it should be about healing it should be about giving it should be about paying black women and not doing shit on our backs yeah we are not the mules of this world but but, but watching this series it is not to say that anytime you sleep with a man he doesn't have to give you money he doesn't right. have to whatever but i feel like when there's a if there's a partnership even if it's sexual there mm-hmm. is an exchange of 
not just goods but just of things i should be able to lean on these people emotionally right. or if i like i was annoyed watching the episode where she couldn't pay her fucking rent and she's like hustling all this shit and she couldn't ask none of these motherfucking mo- yep. these motherfuckers for money to help Greer her pay got her it. rent Greer got yes, it. you, like, you couldn't ask these yes. motherfuckers for shit yep. you fucking get locked up you can't ask these motherfuckers to get you out yep. you had to call another black woman because that's the labor that we do that's our job because you're an independent like, she black don't have woman. a whole ass child you're an independent black woman yep. you're not supposed to require people to fucking care for mm-hmm. you beyond when they mm-hmm. fuck you yep. like that shit blew it annoyed me but i couldn't say it because mm-hmm. it was like let's get through the things but right. like are oh, you fu- i'll be damned if i'm sucking and fucking another a motherfucker and i mm-hmm. can't call you because i'm locked mm-hmm. locked up because i don't want to be a th- you, you you better come fucking get Hello. me are Hello. you crazy I can't think of a time where I couldn't pay rent. And not to say every man that I fuck with is going to give me money, but yeah. I'm going to fucking ask. Absolutely. The fuck? And you should be able to do that because really at the end of the day, is that not a friendship? Exactly. You know and what I'm saying? If, and then if they can't, because there's ways to offer support yes. without that. Yes. So, yo, I'm short this month, da, 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 I can't, but like, you know, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. um, it's just ways. Yeah. I'll take your mind off of that yep. or like whatever. Or mm-hmm. let's say you lose your place or something. Mm-hmm. You can stay with, there's just so many ways as a friend Mm-hmm. That you can be there for a person, yep. and the, that just was lacking in this. The only person who seemed to kind of be there was Mars, but it's honestly because he had the most time. Mm-hmm. Yep. What else he had to do? Nothing. <laughs> so they're going on and on, and and they're wa- still wondering why the fuck they're there. And in addition to her saying I'm the other man or whatever the fuck, you also wanted to know who each other were. So here's the other dude. They didn't say they wanted to meet them. They didn't. They did not say they wanted to meet them. She doesn't care about people. No. She she was like, oh, it felt so good to say that. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. is all for her and self-serving. And I don't think there's anything wrong with serving self. Yeah. She had plenty of opportunities to do that. Mm -hmm. And she did it. Mm-hmm. So now you gather these people together to self-serve in front of all of them. Like, yeah, feels better. You ain't even put on your cute house clothes, yo. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, um, then, so Greer asks, what kind of lady, basically he begins to ask, what kind of lady like would do something like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just reminds me of why I affirm that I'm not a lady yeah. because of these notions of what a lady should be. So this is, I guess, one attempt at the series to kind of talk about what the expectations of women are, mm-hmm. because that is something that men believe or people believe in general that, yeah. and that's really what this series is writing from this place of lack, which is my thing for this year, yeah. actually writing from this place of lack where you can't have everything that you want. Right. So this whole series about is about how Nola wants to date all these people, but it's wrong. She can't do it. It's bad, bad, bad. She's yeah. not a good woman. She's not a she's not a lady. She's not this, that, or whatever. She's, perf- she's, she's juggling. Yeah, she's, she's the perfect a mess. man for herself. Right. She's yes. Like, she's yeah. The perfect man. Right. Because she has to be a she perfect man because there's no other way to there's be. There's no other way this would make sense. Yeah. So anyway, so right. So they throw this attempt in to kind of talk about um ladyhood yeah. and the tenets of ladyhood or whatever. But it would have it been, does that and it cuts to something else. They don't then, even really exactly. explore Exactly. We're exploring it. Yeah. But they don't even That's explore right. it. That's right. You're right. You're it right. just t- it just cuts to her doing dishes. Yep, that's it. She's, <laughs> she's a lady. She's a lady, and everybody <laughs> everybody comes in to try and help. But you know, she's a strong black woman. Women's. Um, yeah. So they come in one by one and have these one on one conversations. Her and Jamie have this heart to heart where it seems like she's oh he says that he wants to buy yeah, an apartment what, for them. Yeah, and she's like, Nah, I'm good. I'm independent and shit, and I don't want Cheryl to cut the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 which is oh very real goodness. it is very real it is and her eyes are watering because it's clear that she has feelings for him or whatever yeah. um but this conversation I is so lame i'm sorry mm-hmm. why did you give him the money back and then invite him to the 
yo. And feed him, yo. Because she's a strong black woman. Because that's the thing. We're not allowed to take shit from anybody else, but I can feed you. I can fuck you. I I can can buy whatever groceries I fed you with. And all of this is just just to give. Exactly. Give, 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 give. give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, she annoyed me. Right. So that was. Give me that 10. Where Jamie at? I would take it. Giving away dogs. I would also have sex with them fuzzy buns. I'll take it, Jamie. I'll take it all. He would annoy me. He looks like a love maker all the time. Oh no, he would annoy me too. <laughs> he, could, he would be the one who would have to leave. <laughs> me and Greer could kick it. We could go toe to toe. We could have word guys, battles. Me and Greer could do the. We do. would enjoy each other's I've ego. I fucked so many Greers. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's it's I could do that. Yeah. Jamie, get nah, out. Nah, Jamie get would out. have to go right after it, right after giving me them fuzzy what? buns. So they have these kitchen conversations. Oh, and then it's time to smoke. The ganja. Chiba. Oh yeah, it's Chiba. You know I don't smoke the reefers. Chiba. So she brings out the weed. This is oh, actually she got it from her uh, Jamaican. What does he call him? Her Jamaican weed, weed man. man. She's yeah. in Brooklyn. No one's calling there. Nobody's calling their weed man the Jamaican the weed Jamaican man. Weed He's man. just the weed man because everyone is from an island. Yeah, one, two. Like I know many people who grow weed from people who are not jamaicans jamaicans aren't the only people who no but this is a special strand this is the one that makes everybody honest and you speak your truth and well this series this makes it like jamaicans are these um mythical creatures right they do exercise yeah yeah so you know shemeca had the cloves that's that right. Hailed she her brought wrist. out the cloves. You're right. And now this Jamaican weed man weed. Mm-hmm. So she goes to reveal a painting she was painting on. Yep, a painting <laughs> she was painting on. <laughs> Make that. That's gonna be. They can quote that when we're in Rolling Stone. <laughs> that's a what she be doing. She was painting painting on. she was painting on. And she reveals the three-headed monster, and it is a nude photo of all three of them um, together with their penises revealed. As yes. we predicted, Greer has the biggest dick. We've been nude. I already knew that. Didn't do that. You know, girl, let me give grandma number. Yeah. Because the sex would be worth it. I'm going to find him in real life. And then, well, we've dated him. <laughs> we have, but I'm going to find that one. We're going to have light skin. Wait, are Mars glasses upside down? Yeah, all the time? I appreciated that. No, he just turned them upside oh. down because he's looking at this painting like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. Yeah, so she draws their penises. I guess they're supposed to be life size. So, um, Mars has what I would call a very average size penis. Yeah. And, um, Jamie has an average size penis for a good black man with a good size penis. Yeah. And, and then Greer, Greer has a nice has huge dick. The penises that I like to meet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> As expected, Joe. You can't walk around with one metallic nail painted, okay, no. with your thumbnail painted. You, yeah. And showing up cinched at the waist You're in not Prince that clothes. Secure with, uh, unless you have with, a huge yeah, dick. Yeah, unless yo. you have a huge dick. Huge yeah. dick. Unless you slap people in the face. Huge with. dick. Yes. Yeah, smack them in the face. You know? So the dicks start talking. <laughs> right yes the, the, no actually jamie's face talked mm-hmm. i believe Greer's, Greer's face, face talked, talked and, and then, then mars, mars is talking from talked. the small penis yeah yeah uh, um so it was interesting i honestly thought that they were gonna get upset and leave mm-hmm. um but they all stayed because this is she's this gotta is, have it this is another instance of her not giving a fuck about people's consent right how do you paint a picture with my fucking dick you don't know how i feel about and my, my dick face being shown attached and my it. face and my likeness looks like right. it looks like me yes it's yes. not even like yes. some fuck it looks you just, i'm gonna just paint yes. y'all motherfuckers look y'all mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. are you serious this bitch is annoying she's wilding 
this is a violation, but also it goes back to that feeling of dehumanizing men as mm-hmm. a means of feminism. Yes. She even says something like, oh, do y'all feel objectified? Right. And it's like, right. this is not, what are you doing? This when, is not how you counter that. Yeah. And there was so many opportunities throughout this to have conversations about her feelings of being objectified by them. Especially with the dress episode. And yeah. she didn't even have that conversation. Yeah. But no, we're she gonna, just stopped talking to them. Yeah. We're going to, but I'm going to then talk to you again. Fuck you again. And I'm just going to draw this painting <laughs> of you because that's feminism. Painted on a painting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is after they've all smoked weed and she puts on um the album that mars gives them is uh that the album the prince album that mars gave her which is raspberry beret yes and then she things get weird she pulls out one of those thimbles those time is that what they are thimbles no no a thimble is a thing for sewing oh yeah yeah i don't know what these things are called but they look like hand symbols yeah tiny tiny little they use them in temples and stuff oh right 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 yeah Mm -hmm. because you know Mm -hmm. she's new age and shit yes so she just keeps those on on decking (laughs) she has them there and so they do this kind of dance sequence to raspberry beret that we're supposed to enjoy it's ridiculous i think i would have enjoyed it if i enjoyed the show right right if I enjoyed the show, I probably would have been like, oh, this is cute. But I didn't enjoy the show at all. Yeah. So it was like, why am I? It was just so many instances of like, why am I here? Mm. This was strange. Yeah. I do enjoy a ridiculous It is not really dancing. good choreography. It's not. But I, you know what I would have liked it better? If her dress was better. Well, they don't dress. They don't care about her clothes. No, they don't. Mars is breaking it down. Well, he's Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> They break it down. That's what they do. Oh, my God. Into breakdancing. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. He's Jamie does crazy his, legs on. Yeah, Jamie does like, his old man snaps. Um, Greer does his I'm going to fuck you dancing. Yes. And I really would have loved to see her in a, in a, a more fun um, kind of Prince dedicated outfit. The color palette here is like purple and uh, burgundy. Yeah. Kind of, it looks like. Um, She's not a good dancer. Wow. Like what is this? What she she's just really bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not one to judge anybody's dancing, but I'm gonna have to agree with you. <laughs> I do like when he picks up and spins her. We see her red panties, which mm-hmm. I think that's a cute, like, fun color pop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, otherwise this whole outfit is is like bad and, and not fun. Did bad. you notice that it looks like? Or maybe she had just reprinted that or whatever. What? But the image of her painting her self-portrait. Remember she had cut it up? Yeah. It looks like... Yeah, the original is still there. Maybe it's just a copy that she had cut up or whatever. It's probably the original. They wasn't thinking. They didn't think this whole thing. We remembered this. She pulls out a raspberry beret. Annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, fucking annoying. And they dance. So they do this this whole like dream sequence, dance sequence that we know is is ridiculous and never happen. These motherfuckers are really doing this because they're high. I used to read Word Up magazine. Pepper and Heavy D up on the limousine. You know of the biggie? Hanging pictures on my wall. You know of Notorious. Yeah. So... I hate this that she has on his beret. I do love that Greer's shoes are the perfect purple. <laughs> his boots. Everything about Greer is perfect. I, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're it right. just is. It is. How do, you, how do you not fuck him? 
Right? <laughs> how do you not? <laughs> how do you not fuck him? That's how right. we end up getting in trouble. Yes, it is. Okay. Exactly why. Yeah. It is exactly why. Yeah. I don't understand how her bed, bed is so strong. That like dance around on her bed. That thing is drilled into the floor. Okay. Because even her standing up, the way that they were standing up before and having sex against yeah. the bed post and it's not leaned up against the wall, mm-hmm. they has to be drilled into the floor, which she has no respect for her, her godmother or her auntie or whoever's apartment this is that she <laughs> rents from. She don't respect it. So I can totally doesn't. see her drilling some shit into the she floor. She does not. Well, I would say that the one thing I may like about this scene is that like sh- she's glad it's night and the other pips <laughs> like that type of time. <laughs> She's what? obviously the lead dancer. Okay, true. And they're like just following true, her true, and do whatever true, she true. does because right. she's in control mm-hmm, and all of that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I got. I'm thinking that's what it's supposed to mm-hmm. represent that, and it's Aww. supposed to represent them coming together and right. it's cohesion. And Greer actually has a little bit of a heel on his boot. Yeah, he does. Which is like an ode to Prince. And he sleeps smelling. <laughs> Which is that's how a fucking nigga with a big dick. That's how they do be sleeping. Yeah, they do sleep like that. I'll be waking up hating them. What the fuck you? Right, looking at them because you know they're up to no good. Who the fuck you dreaming about? Exactly, and they just probably finished doing something terrible to you. Yeah, and then you have makeup sex, and then then now they sleep with a smile on their face, and you want to stab them, but they got that big dick, and then when they wake up, you have sex again before they leave. They're so stupid. So they all fall asleep because they have the itis. Right, they have the itis. We get a good Spike Lee. Uh, a la Star Wars um, transcription across the screen mm-hmm. of what the, the itis, itis is, is and how they could all fall asleep or whatever in the bed together. Um, I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. That could happen, I guess, except for where Jamie was sleeping. He would have only a happen. Brooklyn dude like that. He's not sleeping across the top like that. That would everybody. only happen. Him and Greer were almost touching. He would have been seeing Greer and be like, nah, this, this dude, he's gay sometimes. That- I'm not going <laughs> to sleep that close to him. You know that. These motherfuckers don't trust each other. They're not yeah. falling asleep near each other. Yeah. This is not happening. I don't care how high you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not falling asleep together. Right. And then we get a beautiful picture in uh, addition to a picture of the album um, uh, of Raspberry Beret. We get a gorgeous picture of, of Prince, Prince back in the day with his glorious Gums bro. all out. Cheesing. Gums showing. Just adorable little Prince. And then we're and back, back to, to this lying ass monologue. I don't know what she says here. I don't know, but all of a sudden there's a Malcolm X painting behind. She had been working on this throughout the series. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, you know what? She has. Yeah. And she that's has. actually a throwback to the movie. Uh, Nola Darling in the original movie, who seemed to be more of like a collage kind of artist uh-huh. or whatever. She was working on Malcolm X stuff. Oh, okay. So there was some sort of collage piece that included uh, Malcolm X imagery. Malcolm or... being right there, right mm-hmm. behind her bed is creepy to me. Talk about it. Why the fuck is he looking at me? Fuck. Yeah. Like, that's like weird. It's kind of like he's like, sister. (laughs) (laughs) My sister, you know, you better act right. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's Uh strange, but I get it. I guess for the scene. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. And we know, we know who Malcolm X is for black people and who mm-hmm. Malcolm X is for Spike Lee. Right. Or so even I for get... you in particular, I don't, I know we say this all the time mm-hmm. on the normal show people mm-hmm. might know, um, but that you did grow up in the nation, nation of Islam. Islam. Yeah. So seeing an image of him behind her bed, um, who, I, because you and I are friends, I know that you have described him as your uncle. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like Even a though, family member. Right, right. And a lot of black people feel that closeness. But the way you describe, I've never described him as my uncle. Yeah, he, li- he lives with funny. us. Right, you know? right, right. Not literally, because he passed before, but yeah. I was alive, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. But he was in my house so much that mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's uncle. Right. So she gives this monologue about God knows what, because we don't believe her. So I don't know why. Why do I have to end the series and listening to more of Nola's lies? 
she's babbling on in this monologue i don't really remember what she said but i think that we're supposed to feel some sort of conclusion she talks about the truth and honesty and blah blah some all shit all i know is that she shrugs a lot so i don't believe her does she believe what she's saying she's no like, she'll like say something and it's like hmm. <laughs> but that's because she's you know she's carefree she's young she's 27 yeah this she's is an not, artist this is a this is a this is a fool this, right. is, this is not carefree black girl okay yeah so she's giving her Carefree final and being non-careful yep. <laughs> at the same yep. thing yep she's oh. giving her final monologue and uh opal shows up to the crib of course she was not invited to the main event because mm-hmm. she is gay and nola hates the gays and why why should she be presented at the table on and, equal and, footing with these, these men, men when she doesn't matter as much as they do mm, even though she's the one who held her down i guess we're supposed to feel some vindication that opal shows up at the end and it's like hey well skylar was opal you know, is always an afterthought it yes, annoys me yes well i will say i want i was wondering why she wasn't invited to dinner but i guess because she had broken up with mm-hmm. nola and they weren't maybe nola didn't feel right inviting her or whatever um, she came to get you out of jail yeah y'all were broken up but she came to get you out of jail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah she can't get some she can't get some turkey nigga right did you save her plate right like she didn't even say oh I'm, i cooked nothing anyway uh, well opal's a woman she's supposed to cook for herself i guess <laughs> nobody's supposed to do anything yeah, nice she's a lesbian so she's mad independent crazy independent mad. you don't talk about independence <laughs> she probably grows her own chickens and shit <laughs> in the back of a brooklyn brownstone so opal shows up with a bottle of wine and that's how we end it nola opens the, the door, door looks happy to see her and let me tell you as a black woman i don't think it's fair okay that we end i'm, I'm now i'm gonna be worried because who knows if the series will come back i'm now i'm worried that opal is there left to be tortured by nola now you know what i'm saying opal's got a child she has a business she doesn't have time for these games mm-hmm. this is how it ends for opal yeah i don't i don't like it no Mm-mm. so um we fucking did it yo i'm so happy this is over yeah i really i really do wish though in retrospect looking at the whole thing i would have really appreciated if they just made the whole thing a hilarious ridiculous parody i want more dream sequences i want more they needed to music. pick a lane yeah pick a lane pick a lane and stick with that lane yeah stop swerving what's that song? <laughs> stay in Oh, your lane. lane stop swerving yeah like that like that's all mm-hmm. we needed from you people yeah. stay in lane pick one and stay there i do i wish they had just made it ridiculous so that i could have appreciated like, you don't know how to use your blinker lights you use don't know blinkers. how to merge merge you don't know how to do none of that shit stay Learn. in your lane stay in your lane right mm-hmm. no exits mm-hmm. like just stay yeah right on 90 and go straight um so <laughs> so do we gotta have episode nine or ten no okay i'm gonna i'm going to go ahead and take episode nine i'm gonna have it okay i agree because they had that opening scene in the bronx at woodlawn cemetery so i will take and accept that and i would okay i agree okay and i will raise you oh yeah i appreciate not seeing a black person brutalized by yes, the police thank yes, you for sparing me that yes. thank you for removing that from absolutely. thank you like i've seen it enough we know what that is absolutely it, honestly that police interaction wasn't real realistic but you know what i mm-hmm. appreciate it mm-hmm. i didn't need to see that yeah. it you. was realistic but it was rare 
Mm-hmm. Very yes, rare. Yeah. So rare. So right. That to me is not realistic. realistic. Yeah. But I appreciate True. you not bringing me to that space. Yeah. Bringing I, me I to that trauma. That. We've, We've seen enough of yeah, that. We don't need enough. that in our yes. lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't need a radio Raheem. No. You know? No. Yeah. Thank you for not bringing mm-hmm. me there. So Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we got to have episode nine. nine. I, I don't got to have episode 10. Episode 10 is as dry as that turkey. <laughs> Girl. Oh, no. Oh. No. No. In totality, in summation, I would have really loved if they had taken black young black women into consideration. I would too. If they had properly explored polyamory, maybe Googled Queerness. it. Queerness. Queerness. It would have been nice. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen less of Jamie. Like, mm-hmm. out of all of, well, Mars, we've seen a lot too, but mostly with his proximity to Nola. Yeah. Jamie, we seen so much of him outside of Nola. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this story was not even about him. Like, why? I would have rather learned more about her friends and mm-hmm. spend alone time with her friends yeah. and these women rather than Jamie. Right. Like, why were you, what were you trying to do? What, what were you trying to give to us about him? He mm-hmm. was, she was ain't shit too. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. Adrian, one of the homie listeners um, on Twitter was saying that he thinks that we're, we're supposed to feel sympathetic. No, we're we know to, that. We've said yeah. that. We said yeah, that. We're, we're supposed, supposed to feel sympathetic for, him, for that character. But we are smart character. enough to know that he's trash. Mm-hmm. We, 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 saw, we saw you at the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. We was waiting for you at the door. Jamie, we know. Mm-hmm. I get that we're supposed to be. We've said that. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, you trash. You called her twice. <laughs> <laughs> you swear you present in people's lives. You don't yeah. be present in your own child or your wife, right? your strange wife life. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you. Fuck mm-hmm. out of here. You yeah. trash. Yeah. You ain't no better. <laughs> Give me my ten thousand dollars and go. Hello, hello. I did think that it was beautiful to watch. I appreciate. Yeah, the cinematography was yeah, good. The it cinematography was, was good. The editing was good. Editing was amazing. Yeah, we but, don't um, got. We didn't really gotta have it though. Yeah, we didn't really gotta have it. We don't. We don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the conclusion of this series. We yes, don't want we it. We don't want it. But we we do um, love and appreciate the opportunity to talk more this, about Black women shit. The what? conversation that came out. A lot of the conversations that came out of this was mm-hmm. really good and valid to yeah, talk about. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I want to say I read an article. I can't remember who wrote it, but they was like maybe like we could see Black mediocre shit on TV. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. And that yeah. is what this is. Exactly. Obviously. And that's a part so of why. So you can exist. Of course. I'm not saying don't exist. Mm-hmm. You can. Definitely mm-hmm. do your thing. Yeah. Uh, but we watch. know this could have been better. Yeah. But that's a part of Cause, why. Because their goal to... was acting like it was supposed to be something. Yeah. If you just said what you just putting out, you got to have it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got to have it. And if it was just this show, mm-hmm. then I would have been fine with this mediocre. It was mediocre. a whole lead up to this. Yeah. They were at Afropunk. They were at Curl Fest. It was a whole shebang, like shebang, shebang. Like yeah, but that's a part of why I wanted to do this. And back in the day, when mediocre black shit would come out, it would be like, "This is a, an abomination. Put it away. Hide it. Delete that shit. Delete all that shit. Don't show anybody." You know what I I'm pictured, saying? I what you going to? What's her name from Apollo? <laughs> Oh, who, Kiki? Kiki Shepard oh <laughs> put her hands over all the TV shows Aww. and we're like, boo. Like, you, we would Kiki Shepard that shit. Yeah. We would, like, yeah. you would boo. To, you, right. We would get you the fuck out yeah. the paint. Yeah, so I do, I do. And and that's also how oh, I feel a little Kiki. bit about, we gotta check on her. Yeah. But that's also how I feel a little bit about reality about reality TV. Yes. Like, it's, it's bad that for so long, our image was only on reality TV mm-hmm. in these negative ways. Yeah. 
but we deserve the right to be mediocre. Yep. We deserve the right to, to be, be trash. Ratchet. We know yes. we deserve the right to be trash. We deserve the right to be like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. this? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. there's space for that. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So, I enjoyed talking about all this shit. And uh, I guess until until next time, until we review some other interesting black ass series feel free if you hear of something coming up that you would like us to do a review series on or perhaps a review episode on yeah please let us know we like to watch it if you want to give us like tickets to a premiere or some shit we will do, do that, that. we'll fucking we'll, go to a premiere or whatever and we will review it we will review that shit yo so let us know we don't hate everything we don't, hate, we don't hate lots of things we don't hate lots of things we yo. talked about insecure we yep. like it we talked about um atlanta yeah, Queen of what is Queen it? Queen of we were fucking obsessed with. Even that even what has kind of grown into an abomination. The more I think about it, what's that other movie um, with the astronauts? Oh, um, how does Taraji be hidden <laughs> figures? Hidden figures, yes, yes, right, mm-hmm. yes. It has become something crazy. But I, I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, yeah. We liked it in the beginning until you realized that this is actually a so, white savior film and an abomination. Yes. But we learned about those black women. Yep, that okay. we didn't know about before. Absolutely. So that was and awesome. Yeah. And we got to see three black women on the screen yes. doing science Which shit. Which is important. When do, when do we see that? Doing Absolutely. science and math mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking the, the woman was a calculator. Yo. So we don't hate everything. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. rock with the kids, yo. Word. Rock with us. Also, be sure to listen to Tea with Queen and Jay. We're here. We're not going anywhere. We do. We drop a new episode every motherfucking Tuesday. And uh, we're fucking dope. We're about to take over 2018, yo. It's over for this shit. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're done. Thank you. I was like, oh, yes. she's going to see. Be sure, as always, to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Be sure to use our hashtag T with QJ when talking about anything T with Queen and J related or anything you saw on the show. If you would still like to tweet about She's Gotta Have It, please hashtag She's Gotta Have It, hashtag T with QJ. And if you want hashtag We Gotta Have It, we're checking that one too. Follow us on facebook and tumblr yeah, tea with queen, queen and jay you can send us t-mail tea with queen and jay at gmail.com and check our website for all types of good shit going on at tea with queen and jay dot com dot com that's it Oh